Episode number 79. <laughs> you pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready? I'm Clay Lowe. And I'm Sarah Beth Hunt. You're listening to the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast. Where we get together once a week over coffee to talk about the big questions of life. Let's get into the show. All right, welcome back to the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> good. You've had your croissant. Yep. And right on cue, our guy in the kitchen is emptying out the Yeah, it's cool. That's why dishes. we come. Yeah, yep. no, we got it. It's right on the cue. Whole, it's the whole package. And today, because I've been at the gym pumping iron, going to the strength thing again, but I've decided to go all natural. So no, no supplements, no protein supplements, vitamin supplements, none of my... Um, blast thing that i have beforehand okay. that gives me that boost of energy thing yeah well after i heard that uh, but that was the creatine bo- that was a whole nother yeah. start story that's a we won't talk about that but but yes that's a whole <laughs> nother gig and but uh, no protein shakes either so i'm going i'm going like i did old school like back in the right. days when i was just right. lifting garbage cans and stuff like that and eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches <laughs> that, that's the route i'm going all right we'll see how that goes okay well i think um Shall we give Holmes a couple of seconds here to finish with his, his, his dishes? This is oh, the no. joy. Oh, no. Don't is, worry. It's fine. Yeah, I guess say, we, this is the joy of, of recording live inside of the Havana Cafe session. We normally were, da- well, we're downstairs in the, in the basement where you know, the ground floor that they've graciously let us use, but it's right next to the kitchen, isn't it? So It's a friendly space. It's a friendly space, absolutely. Yes. Okay, so what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about our favorite subject, contemplation. contemplation. Well, that's interesting Jinx. you say it's our favorite subject because I'm interested in how we're going to define contemplation. Because when I was doing my research on contemplation, I have our definition of contemplation in mind, but there's a whole other level to this idea of contemplation. You know, like the Catholic Church has meditation and contemplation, both are spiritual practices, but one depends on which position that God's in in terms of which one that you do. You do both, but yeah. there's a different outcome for which one that you're doing. But I hadn't actually cottoned on to that part of contemplation. And of hmm. course, it's a big part of mystical traditions as well. So, yeah. Okay, so. Yeah. So you sort of threw us into Aristotle, which is awesome. Yes. Because we haven't really talked about Aristotle yet. And uh, he claims that the happy life is the contemplative life. So I like that. Yeah, because well, because it's. Uh, I mean, I think I'm sure he's paraphrasing this in, but that the highest form of happiness is contemplation, or contemplation is the highest form of happiness. Yeah. And I thought that's interesting because mostly in the kind of society that we're in now, it's all driven towards sort of productivity and doing stuff. And yeah, if you sat around sitting and thinking then, you know, stop thinking so much and do stuff or... Yeah, well, you know, I think the thing is for me about contemplation as well, though, is that, you know, and this is what I see with, you know, my own yoga practice and stuff, and you start paying attention to your mind, and our minds are actually really distracted, so we're thinking a lot, but we're not... I think that's different than contemplation. Contemplation is a sort of active pursuit of a question... You know, it's like a dwelling. There's a dwellingness on a question. No, I get and that. And a kind yeah. of moving yeah. through a logical sequence of arguments. And I don't and, and that's the thing I don't think we ever really do is sort of dwell upon a question. 
and think about the possible options for answers and what those might imply for us or whatever. We're too so, busy for that. Yeah, we are too busy for <laughs> we're that. Too we busy just need doing to stuff. Well, we need to know the answer right away. Yeah. Don't we? So we have. A, I was watching something yesterday. Uh, I think it was something Simon Sinek, one of his uh, videos, and he was addressing the question of millennials aspect in terms of them in the workplace but one of the things he was making the argument for a part of his argument was this instant society which we've been in and for mm -hmm. a while now haven't we yeah, this yeah. i want it now we got netflix on demand we've got music on demand. everything is i want it now we don't want to wait i go onto amazon i can get it the next day and if you live in a big city you can get it within hours delivered to you by drones <laughs> so yeah, we don't have yeah. the patience to sit and to wait and to contemplate to as think, you're saying yeah to Just think through something to think and, through something deeply yeah and you know i think for me that's what's been so valuable about this podcast and and these conversations is it it sort of forced me to take some time every single week to kind of sit with one question or one topic and think about it a little bit more because you know as you know socrates says there's so much that we have already answered for ourselves or we think we've answered them but we've come to that answer either years in the past and mm. haven't revisited why we think that anymore and maybe things have changed with us or with the information we know or you know we've sort of asked the question come to a snap judgment because we wanted an answer quick and then we've just stuck with that so really you know I think that that's interesting. And uh, if, if you remind me, there's a, a diagram that I use during my training called the ladder of inferences. Mm. And one of the things is that we're, so, we're so good at our thinking that we don't think about our thinking anymore. So we jump up this ladder really quickly. So we, our mind looks for patterns, sees the pattern, and then quickly yeah. connects the dots and sort of loops ahead into making, we make decisions off of that, but we don't take time to step back and confirm or reconfirm what that pattern might mean. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think the other thing that has been great on this sort of little coffee journey that we've been on is making, you know, sort of coming back to all these philosophers, all these, you know, different ideas, people that are looking at questions with new kind of ways like psych or, you know, looking the brain with meditation, all this different kind of stuff, and sort of comparing what we find in one kind of area with what someone's saying in another. So, you know, I'm like, so we're reading this week Aristotle stuff, and you can sort of take that and, and think, well, yeah, I agree with that, and I don't know, do you know what I mean? You, you sort of have a bit more depth to what you already feel is true because you've actually sat with other questions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I think it's, and it gives you, it broadens your perspective. I was having a conversation on Anchor where, you know, there's recently in the news, there's this, this to counteract fake news, a lot of the social media, your Facebooks and Twitter, and those kind of guys are, are going to, have a matrix that, like a truth verification indicator. And I kind of went on to and said, well, then who's, this? it becomes a who's watching the watchman. So yeah. if I make this truth indicator, how I know that how true that truth indicator is, yeah. and you know, you can keep going forever with that. And 
part of my second part of my answer to him was that, which leads into our contemplation bit, is that we don't take the time to. So if I want to know the truth, I look at different sources from both sides and all sides, up, down, sideways, people for, against. But that takes time. Yeah. But I do that because then I can have a rounded view of the issue, and then make up my own mind as to what's true for me. But I think a lot of times we don't. We don't make the times. So we don't make time out for contemplation to say, "Well, what is this?" and then dissect. And we also it. don't take that approach. Like we might take that approach with news sources, but we don't take that approach with ourselves and, and assumptions we're making about who we are or why we yeah. do what we do. It's like people. Yeah. There's um, we and we were kind of jokingly talking about because your son's going to be seven soon and I was saying that you got like in two weeks you've got two weeks to finish polishing off his, his personality because apparently then it's set so to show you the man at seven that kind of thing that's who he's going to be show you the boy at seven that's the man at 30 or something like that yeah. um, but so a lot of the things that we've taken in from our parents and early influencers in our lives um, are solidified in our inside of our when we're that age that sort of seven-ish kind of range and then they get baked hard baked in and we no longer really question where our belief mm -hmm. comes from um, unless something traumatic happens that really jars you and fa forces you to face one of your beliefs yeah most times we just act how we are and you'll even hear people say oh that's just how i am you know just accept that as truth without having going on the journey to see, well, where did that belief come from? Where did that yeah. and that truth about yourself come from? And is it still valid? Yeah, and I also think that like, I see a lot of friends around me um, living in a state of what, what seems to them as sort of like a, a minor level of stress like mm. well i don't know if minor is the right word it's like minor stress life, is good well i guess what i'm trying to say is that there like i see around me this this underlying sense of dis-ease in your life or dissatisfaction with your life and whether that's you know coming out because you're not quite happy with how work is going or the things that work requires of the rest of your life or you know, just all kinds of different stuff, then, you know, but it's, you get yourself into a situation where you've been doing what you've been doing for so long, it's hard to imagine what you could do differently yeah. to change that. So you sort of just keep going, but un, like, but there's this sort of constant nagging thing that sort of follows you about. And I think that's the other thing that I've really found amazing about taking this time is you start to look, I mean, so for instance, like a lot of the activities that we've done that you know about from like coaching and stuff that work, that talk like how to sort of define your values and what, you know, it's, it's, it's like you think you know yourself, but then when you go through some of these activities, you're like, yeah, wow, okay, that's interesting because I, I do feel actually that I've put this value above that one, but hadn't totally consciously realized that that's, how I felt. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's you know these are. It's I think all that's the value of um, taking the time out to do the contemplation is, 
even if you feel like I'm solid, I know myself 100%, like, you know, taking the time out to stop and say, well, the things that I believe now has got me to this point, are they still valid? Are they still useful? Yeah, Do they yeah. still help me to, you know, to, to continue to evolve? Are they still a part of something that I actually need or is there something else that I'm overlooking or, or missing? And, and a lot of times you might do it and you reconfirm that, yeah, okay, these values or these thoughts, these beliefs are still valid and for these reasons. But then there are other times where you say, well, actually that, you know, that no longer serves me and you can work to then start to replace it. Yeah. But I think um, in terms of when I said contemplating and thinking, and I know that, you know, the contemplation is a deeper form of thinking, but most times when you're contemplating, it's a, there's a kind of a stillness to it and mm. you're, you're sat and you're mulling over something. Or, or some of my greatest uh, philosophers and, and writers were all walkers. So I should take it back and say they weren't just sitting, but they did most of their thinking on the move. So I used to go on really long, long walks and that's where they did their thinking and they'll come and record it later on. Um, but there's... A, I guess what I'm trying to say, there's a there's a step back from the normal productivity-driven act stuff that you're doing. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To take time out to contemplate. And I think that's what I was hinting at where I was saying where people say, you know, that either, you know, get labeled as a daydreamer or you're dreaming or why are you thinking, mm-hmm. do you think too much about stuff? Um, what's the point of thinking about that when there's all these other things that need to get done mm-hmm. and so it can be seen as an activity that doesn't have much value yeah but i think that that's the difference between the sort of times where you're daydreaming you're really just letting your mind wander where it wants to go and you sort of make connections between things that are are hardly there and you find that you're suddenly thinking about something totally random whereas you know contemplation and the things that you know philosophers were doing or you know just people who, I don't know, you look at now and their words seem a bit wise, they're sort of actively dwelling on something, you know? Yeah. So I think that's... I was watching one like of the videos and here was saying that. It's sort of an active... Goodness sakes. It's an active <laughs> contemplation, you know? St- stick around with us through this episode because we've got a good challenge for you. Um, well, yeah, one of the videos I watched coming up to this episode was... Um, it was exactly that so the question is uh, what is that I guess is when you're thinking about when you're going to contemplate something so it is questioning a thing even the very word what is contemplation what is it and really then taking time to dissect what do we mean by contemplation or any of the subjects that we've covered so far and I think that's what leads us into this place for us for the sort of discovery and, and the like is well, what is this thing? And then think of, yeah, just kind of take it apart to see, well, what, what actually do we mean by yeah, yeah, yeah. contemplation, for instance, if we take that well, as a subject? Um, so the stuff that we read by Aristotle is called the, let me see if I can pronounce this right, the Nicomachean Ethics. Sounds good to me. We'll just go with that. Um, this is all practical philosophy, so we're definitely not the academics. academic dudes. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really there was a couple of things he said that were actually really great to go through. Um, and one he sort of starts with everything that we do in our lives 
aims at some kind of good. So that's like, you know, whether we're drinking coffee because we enjoy the taste of it or you're doing some work for your wage or because you believe in the cause or, you know, everything that we do, even if it's misdirected, we're aiming to have some good for ourselves or Mm. others out of it. But he sort of, Aristotle says that that's, all of those things have, are, are very different for every individual. So everybody has different things that they want to do and different things that they're pursuing for whatever good they've defined. But um, all of those things, while they don't have anything particular in common, are aimed at, are actually intermediate aims towards a higher aim which is the same for everybody, which is happiness. So even if, I think this is the thing, even if it's sort of misdirected, you know, because sometimes, you know, we see all the time and we do all the time ourselves things that actually, in the end, are kind of, you know, not making us that happy. But our intention is to get some good out of it, and our intention is to be happy. Yeah, I think that's right, yeah. The the underlying direction that we're heading towards is to be happy but as you say some things may may be misguided may be wrong but there's a Mm -hmm. positive intention yeah even if it's something that's bad bad for even you know like you take smoking where like when you know uh, helping people with smoking sensation it's like there so there's a positive intention what you don't want to smoke to destroy your lungs but there's a positive intent to your smoking so a lot of people it's a social thing it's fitting in so then you have to find something to replace that same yeah. feeling or positive intention. But yes. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Totally. Shall we so, take, you wanna you got a final thought and then I, we can take well, a break? Yeah. Yes. My final thought is just that what Well not a final what, final thought, but a no, final no, no. thought before break. Yes. Final thought before <laughs> break. Because definitely stick around because we've got some exciting news coming up from the Havana podcast. But this thing about Aristotle that he notices, which I found really, really interesting is that he says, um, let's see if I can find it, so basically that there's a dispute about what happiness means. So everybody is pursuing happiness for themselves, but there's a difference between the way that most people think about happiness and the way that the wise consider happiness. So he says, this is the quote, there's a dispute about what happiness means and the majority of people do not give the same account of it as the wise. So, and so that, yeah. to me, and that, of course, really resonates with what the Buddha has said, which is that, you know, all of this stuff is happening, but, um, yeah, the, the happiness that, that we all think we're pursuing brings not yeah. happiness. Yeah. Brings not happiness. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, hang on. We'll, let's we'll take a be quick back. Break. Yep. The Havana Cafe Sessions podcast was created to carve out space for contemplation in the middle of our busy week. Inspired by the very ancient idea that wisdom and principles of conscious living can be found through conversation, Clay and I started meeting over coffee at the Havana Cafe. From these meetings, the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast was born, and as an independent podcast, it is supported by listeners like you. Here's how you can help us support the show and continue taking time to explore the big questions in our lives. First and most importantly, you can share the podcast with friends on Facebook, Instagram, or old school, like talking to your friends. 
haha. Leave a review for us on iTunes. Or you can support the show for as little as a couple of pounds or dollars a month. That's less than the coffee you are drinking right now while listening to this show by going to havanacafesessions.co.uk and hitting that contribute button. Hope you're enjoying this episode, and thanks again for listening. Okay, so um, if you kind of summarize what Aristotle was, because you kind of mentioned about the sort of um, classifications of, the, of, of yeah, so of basically happiness. Off the, off the back of that, he you know he basically says, yeah, we all want happiness, but we don't always agree on what kind of life leads to that hmm. end. And he then lists out three different ways or three different types of lives that people have in the pursuit of happiness. And that there's pleasure, which is what he claims most people do. So it's like, you know, short term, like why we come to the Havana Cafe Have for a coffee. coffee yeah. some cake. That's right. My yeah. croissant. But, you know, that, and then there's, um, so pleasure is one. Politics is another. And, and by politics, what he means is sort of active service. So yeah. that could be sort of anything from, you know, volunteering to social work to any work that you do, Military. basically. Any, yeah, exactly, anything. Um, and basically, it, you know, even within your work, I think this counts. Because the way that he's defining it is sort of action that leads to a sense of honor or status. So that idea that you're pursuing happiness by climbing the corporate ladder, for instance, I think right. would be in this category. And the thing he says about that is that the problem with pursuing happiness through status is that someone else has to bestow that upon you. And so it's always in... It's an external so, yeah, thing, Yeah, exactly. It? Yeah. It's always sort of questionable and it can be taken away. So then he says the third way of pursuing happiness is the contemplative life. And I think, you know, that's the sort of path to wisdom, I guess, is yeah. the path to Could sort of knowing myself. Can we a tiny bit more into what a, what a const contemplative life might constitute? Well, he says that, and that this might answer a little bit your question, he says what he's looking for and what we should all be looking for is a kind of happiness which a person can gain himself and which cannot easily be taken away from him. Right. So, so to me, that says... No, when you know yourself and you know why you do what you do and you are, have taken the time to align your actions with your values, which all takes thought, you know, and takes sort of, in a way, constant review. And I mean, constant, not in every single day necessarily, yeah. but, you know, yearly or monthly or whatever, then you get to a point where, yeah, I suppose the happiness that you find through doing that is more stable. A couple of things just came to mind, really. And I almost you've, had got, my, you've got your... Uh, I have my devil's advocate yes, look in do. my eye. Yes, you do. That's exactly <laughs> the words I was going to use. Absolute, exactly. Bring it. Well, because I was just thinking on some of these things, and I'm just thinking from my own personal experience, when I've contemplated it and thought through it, it actually was more depressing and demotivating than motivating. Um, when you thought through what, like life in general and stuff? Yeah, just things that we do or things that are part of the society that happens. And, you know, and I'm, I'm my way back out of it is, you know, back to the whole sort of stoic thing as in, well, what's under my control in that situation? Exactly. Well, you know, that's not under my control, so let it go. But it's still, 
Because so, the only reason why I'm bringing it up is because we're, we're saying a lot that contemplating is the highest form of happiness, or at least the highest form of happiness. And I'm just thinking of times when I've been in deep contemplation of a issue, um, and it's not made me happy, it's made me unhappy. But from yeah. the point of view that yeah, probably because yeah. I can't do anything about it, yeah. and I just have to live with that condition. I think uh, that, if, I, I don't know. I mean, I just feel personally like I, oh, I'm the kind of person who would always just rather face things as they are than be a person to put my head in the sand. Because, mm. you know, if you're the person who puts your head in the sand about stuff, that stuff is still there affecting you. You know, it doesn't go away just because you so turn you your attention like away from it. If you ignore it, it's still there. It's still there. Yeah. And I think that you can see that really easily with emotions sometimes. So you can pretend that you don't feel a certain way because it's uncomfortable. You don't want to face it. And you can just put it to the side. But most of the time, it's sort of there mm -hmm. waiting for you when you go to sleep at night that it worries you. Or, you know, so, you know, whether that's sort of the state of the world or the, the realities of life like death or whatever, you know, those don't go away just because you're not thinking about it. And in fact, sometimes if you don't think about things and, and find a way through to how you can be at peace with, with just sort of facts of life. And, and, and I think also... <laughs> I've got and, my catch-all phrase for that. Okay. We're all going to die sometime. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because you're going to die. So, but yes. Cheery. <laughs> that, well, that's, that's, that's my end no, but, statement for most I, things. But I, yeah, I yeah. suppose that's the thing is if you can come to a sort of peace with that or you can come to a wisdom of understanding what you can control and what you can't. I like that phrase. That's then, a good phrase. Well, but it's not always that... For me, it's not always that clear. You, you have to step back and be like, okay, is this something that I can control? Well, this part of it is, but this part of it isn't. And then you have a bit more wisdom about how to approach a situation. But, you know, if you're just sort of, you know, as we do, just sort of bump, you know, not bumbling, like basically just running full speed through life. Through life. Then, okay, so what is, know, so what that, is, that's my What does a contemplative thought. life look like for you? So what are the things that you do? Do you go set yourself off you go for a walk to how do you I come to the Havana cafe move into a I, 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 uh, space I look at our little list of questions and I read my stuff for the week and then I come here and have a conversation with you Clay okay yeah, right. and you go to your swamp well I go to the swamp but I'm also a big walker as well so yeah. if I'm really so when I really want to work something out so when I go into a deep contemplative space Walking, walking, and mm. talking out loud is my probably my biggest form of contemplation. So that's how it, it that's how it manifests itself. You're in a good place in time because talking out loud to yourself has now become totally normal because everyone thinks you're plugged into something. Don't they really? Now? Well, well I, I, I'm always constantly. I mean, I walk. In fact, I mean, if you, I got my little mini recorder with me, um, and I'll have that, and I'll just turn it on as I'm walking. So I'll just because I think out, I tend to think yeah. out loud. I tend no, to I write. Yeah, yeah, I write. Yeah, and um, yeah, and and even in the house, if I if I want to contemplate, I'm generally pacing or moving. Mm. So I'll walk from room to room. I don't. I can think sitting down, and I can think writing, but to truly contemplate, I have to be moving. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. 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 There's a, there's something about the motion that enables the 
contemplation in the de- in its deepest sense. If, if we're distinguishing contemplation from just thinking, yeah, just mind wandering, or yeah, just, yeah. yeah from yeah, mind yeah. wandering, or yeah. or even just critical thinking or thinking, yeah, yeah. but like deep sort of comp- contemplation is definitely a motion thing hmm. for me. I can do it sometimes when I'm driving as well. Yeah, driving is good. Yeah. Because again, I think I'm moving. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Being I've got on the train that kind is of like that for me. Activity. I really think, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then again, the same, I'll have the recorder on if I, because I just like to talk out loud, but then recording it allows me to go back and have a listen to what the heck yeah. I was yapping on about anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what I generally tend to do in terms of going into a sort of deep contemplative Well, state. so we've been contemplating a exciting new thing. Yeah, and um, and that's a good segue into what what challenge that we have coming up that I think that we'd like to get all the listeners involved into. And it's so our basically, 30-day yeah. contemplation challenge. That's right. So yeah. New Year's coming up. Yeah. 2018, fresh yeah. start. You're already you're already like getting into your zone. I'm already in the zone. I like yeah. to start beforehand so I can yeah, take yeah, Christmas yeah. off. Most <laughs> most of us uh, chill through Christmas and run around like chickens getting presents, yeah, and see, then it's January first. I'm a big, I'm a big believer in in the uh, fast start. So my theory is, if I get it out of the way now, relax for Christmas, and then first of January is like boom, gone. Yeah, nice. Running. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. lead up. Well, this is how the contemplation challenge is going to work, I like folks. It. So. First of January, it's going to start, but you can sign up now, and um, we'll put the uh, link in the show notes. So just go to hanacafesessions.co.uk, uh, and we will have the uh, link. So basically, what this is going to look like is 30 days contemplation challenge. Every day, into your inbox, you're going to have a paragraph or two of a question, and you can listen to something on audio if you'd rather do that than read. But it's basically going to be a sort of way to, I don't know, bring you into the Havana Cafe mindset a little bit and just take some time out to train a little bit in stepping back, asking yourself some questions, getting some perspective. I mean, I know this has been like massively helpful yeah, for me. And it's good. a good it's a good time of year because it's that... I always get into that sort of zone where you're like, know thyself. Well, who am I now that this new year is starting? And Well, I think it's a good time to launch it. As you're saying, so we're winding down this year. So you're going to be thinking about how 2017 has gone for you. And then you're going to have an instance where you're going to think about what you want to do in 2018. So I think people can use it in a number of different ways. One, if you like me and you, you kind of have everything in place ready for the 1st of January, Having that 30-day contemplation can help you to re- think through the things that you put on your list and why they're on your list really, truly, and what is it, what do they all mean, and how do they connect and move. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are simply, again, I think, want to enhance or change your perspective or challenge your perspective, I think that the sort of 30-day challenge would be in great a, for that as well. Yeah, and in a way, I think this for me is 30 days to challenge yourself to take time out for yourself in 2018 so you know we're so busy being busy that we so rarely put stuff back in you know and and sort of turn the gaze back towards ourselves and give ourselves a little bit of attention or just you know yeah so it's something that you know 
it's quite nice to have a little bit of inspiration and help with that. And I know that the podcast in general helps me because we have a topic and then we sort of have a direction to read. So yeah, anyway, each day you're going to have a little, a little something in your inbox. So basically go to HavanaCafeSessions.co.uk. You can hit a button that will bring you up onto the sign up form. And all you need to do is put in your email address and hit subscribe subscribe and uh yeah the first of january you'll start uh start the challenge yes and don't don't procrastinate do it now go yeah sign up we'll make this available so as soon as you finish listening to the episode go to the website it'll be pretty obviously where you need to hit and link and drop your email in and then the challenge will start up on January 1st, so you don't have to January. do anything else. You'll have a little reminder a couple days before, and yeah. then January 1st, you'll start getting And are we going to create questions. the private Facebook group as well? Yes. yes. So off the back of that, yeah, go ahead with yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, we can make a, the private Facebook group so that we can share some of the your things that come out of your contemplations, I think, share with the group, kind of have that sort of group mentality as well, I think. And I, I always find that if you can, if you share your your point of view of that you've come up with you can get other points of views from yeah. other people that help you to solidify your your thinking totally yeah. and again i think you know this is something that isn't necessarily i mean you can take as long as you want with it yeah absolutely. but it doesn't have to be you know a, a ton of time this is you know literally like a scan through have a thought and sometimes or do I like think I do. In fact, you can combine the two because <laughs> I like to contemplate when I'm walking. So yeah, there exactly. you go. You can get your email, have the question, and then go for a walk and contemplate what that question, what your answer to that question might be. Yeah, I think, yeah. you know, and I think that's what's so great about, you know, having somebody to do this podcast and have these conversations with. Because sometimes, Clay, you ask questions that I wouldn't have thought of or that's not the direction my brain sort of goes into yeah, yeah. so it's sort of nice because then sometimes a question can catch you quite off guard and really resonate in a way that you hadn't thought before and then sometimes you know you'll get a question you're like yeah okay that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know know that but you know <laughs> yes, 30 days you've got 30 days 30 challenges 30 days 30 challenges 30 questions absolutely and share it with a friend as well yeah that's yeah, good yes absolutely. totally get your friends involved yeah yeah yep. cool all right. Um, I think on that note... More I'm coffee, about, as I'm always. I'm about ready for another coffee. I read a great article that says that coffee lengthens your life, something something positive. Well, you can drink up to seven cups a day, and it's totally fine. I've seen that in a I, number I, of different places. I do not places, drink yeah. seven cups a day, by no, the way. I, I, I drink quite a number. I, I have two to three first thing in the morning, so I'm up at five, and... The first thing is a cup of coffee, and I have about two before seven. Then I'll have another one in the nine-ish kind of round. Then I have a little bit of a break. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I probably. Well, you're fine. Up. Just to I let am. you know, no, you're I am fine. fine. Exactly. So let's go get ourselves another cup. Yes, let's do it. Cool. This episode of the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast is brought to you by people just like you, wonderful listeners. So thank you very much. If you have a spare second and you would want to click over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review or just some stars, that really helps us out a lot and helps other people find us who might enjoy the show. And if you would like to contribute to the show, then you can contribute as little as a pound an episode or less than a coffee an episode. Um, 
If you head over to HavanaCafeSessions.co.uk and click on the Contribute button, you'll find all kinds of different ways that you can help us out. Thank you so much if you have already contributed in some way or if you're thinking about contributing and really even just telling other people who you think might enjoy the podcast or um, joining in the conversation is very, very helpful. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Sarah Hunt, and on behalf of Clay Lowe, goodbye, and we'll see you next week.